Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, sorry, podcast from one girl, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the motherfucking day started. What up, sluts? Welcome back to Awaken Bake. It's another solo episode today because life happens, my schedule's crazy, and Kelsey's pregnant as a motherfucker. Get it? motherfucker because she had to get fucked to become a mother. Anyway, today I want to talk about transition periods and how transition periods usually feel like shit. They feel like tough times. Um, Yeah, I definitely thought that I was in a five, six month long, like terrible point of my life. So November to honestly, like recently, was not good for me mentally. I, I still need new medication. I'm not doing well in the brain game. But that being said, I have also been challenged in a way that I feel like I'm able to safely handle. And like, I haven't really been able to do that before. I'm going to give you some context. So I had a tarot reading on my 25th birthday by my friends. They run the Magical Maiden account on Instagram, um, my friends Val and Camille. So basically, I had a nice, you know, birth chart reading, tarot card reading, and if you want one, by the way, shout out to my girls. You can also do one virtually. They are San Diego based and they do live events. But if you want to hit them up on Instagram, you can still do it through there. Shameless little plug from my bitches. So anyway, they mentioned during my reading that this year was going to be about growing and stepping into my purpose. But they did warn me that there could be a greater need for emotional balance and a greater focus on my mental health. Yeah, they were not fucking playing around. Okay. And I don't mean like they were predicting my future and telling my fortune and saying, oh, you're going to have a terrible year. Like they were giving some very insightful information and stuff that I just really needed to hear that hit home for me and what I'm personally, you know, going through and always have been going through since I was a little taught. You know, we all have our own journey. We all have our own life. And like we have reoccurring themes throughout our life. And everything they said just really hit home for me. I have been experiencing personal challenges that are just so specific to me and my journey and things that are honestly meant to show me shadow parts of myself that I truly did not know existed, okay? I have said this before, but I went into 25, the year, the age 25 this year, thinking like this was going to be the year where I grow in a way that I stop or just like won't. Uh, use I won't allow my emotions to hurt those around me or like the damage that I've gone through. I won't let it impact the people around me. And I expected the universe to send me a bunch of tests or challenges, but holy shit, bitch. I mean, I I was ready, but was I? I don't know. Like she always does, Miss Universe delivered. The crazy thing is honestly that even though it's hard as fuck, I can finally see more parts of myself that need healing and that need more attention. And that even though it sucks and it's uncomfortable, it's important. Like I want to grow. I want to be a better person. So I have to kind of face some of the parts I don't absolutely love about myself or maybe the parts of myself that need more love so I can be better and not like have unhealthy coping mechanisms. So during this time, right, November to like recently, I've been doing a lot of introspection and no, it's not done yet, but I have already realized from small triggers to big ones or behavioral patterns that are common within me, coping mechanisms that are probably not good for me and shadow wounds that I did not even know that I had. Okay, so low-key, I mentioned this on the YouTube channel, but guys... I had no idea that I was a jealous bitch. Like, I was a little jealous gremlin. 
I want to be clear when I say like parts of me that I didn't even know existed. I'm not talking about on some Teal Swan shit, like planting false memories into my brain. Fuck that bitch. That's so funny. Like I, I can be as spiritual as I want, but I am still Danny through and through and I'm going to talk my shit. Fuck you, Teal Swan, allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm only comfortable telling you guys with like, oh yeah, I can be a little bit jealous because there are some other things I'm realizing about myself that it's none of your goddamn business, but I'm working through it. I'm learning and growing and I do have to face the uncomfortable parts of myself so that I can be my best self. That's just how it fucking works. I will say, though, I did not expect the transition period to take so motherfucking long. Okay, I thought that I was just in a terrible phase of life and like, holy shit, this is just going to be like a year of straight up sorrow, I guess, because of the way it was looking for like the whole my first few months of it, at least like it was just not fun. I'm not even going to lie. Like I am really good at romanticizing and like lying to myself and sometimes brainwashing myself. So I was trying to tell myself that I was happy in Oakland, but I had the lowest self-esteem I've ever had while I was in Oakland, which is crazy because I used to have a fucking eating disorder and I literally hated everything about myself, but it was different this time. It was like, I felt like I lost who I was. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't feel important to like a community anymore. I didn't, I felt like if I basically like died, like nobody would really notice, which I know isn't necessarily true, but it sucked feeling that way. Like I just felt so unnecessary and like unimportant when I was living in Oakland. Honestly, I wanted it to be a really good experience. And I was like, people talk so much shit about Oakland. And I think they talk a lot of shit. And I'm not saying it's Oakland's fault. But what I thought originally was like supposed to be a really good fit or maybe even like a long term fit was actually just a transition period. And it was meant to really help me grow, even though it was hard. I'm grateful that it happened because we actually wouldn't be where we are right now today if we didn't go through that whole Oakland experience. And I'm not even bullshitting. Like there is zero possibility that I would have ended up in this position right now if I wasn't in Oakland first and having all of that hard time right there. I want to be very specific about why I'm calling this a transition period, not just because it was like a short amount of time, but like it was fucking intense. A lot of change happened during that time. I had to address things and kind of go about things in a way that I haven't before and also kind of change the way that I see things. And it doesn't mean that I was like, you know, allowing myself to be manipulated, but I actually did have to like kind of grow the fuck up a little bit and realize like maybe the way that I am going about things isn't the healthiest and isn't the best. And now I feel like everything that I have happening in my future life, I'm finally actually ready for. I know that we always say like, oh, your path is like whatever's meant for you, it's going to happen, but in your own time when you're ready. And that's honestly so fucking true. I think I thought I was ready to move to Oakland and start a whole brand new life, but I, I really wasn't. There was a lot of stuff that I had to get through first so that I could be my best self and actually be ready. So during that transition period, I had a lot of time to be with my thoughts. And when I am like, I'm not even gonna lie, when I'm being spiritual, when I'm being sad, when I'm with my thoughts or when I'm with my bitches, I'm getting high. Let's just be honest. But I used to like really let that kind of bother me. And I always thought like, okay, well, maybe that means I'm a lazy fucking stoner. But I heard a lot of people also saying like, oh, maybe you should quit weed. Like some people think that it's going to like cause issues for my brain, like give me Alzheimer's or some shit. I've got to be honest, if you've met my mother, Alzheimer's might just be inevitable for me, bitch. But something that I kept coming back to was like, I'm not going to hurt myself or hinder myself more. Like if I have something that works for me and that I enjoy and that centers me and allows me to like breathe again and helps me with rituals and helps me come back to center like That's just what I'm going to do. And I don't need to appease everybody else. 
I bring that up because now I'm in a position where I didn't even realize a few months ago that I wanted to be involved in the cannabis community on a more professional level and on a more intimate level, like really dealing with people one-on-one. But that's something that I'm actually really called to do. And it's also stimulating my brain. Like I love to learn, but I only want to learn stuff that I am passionate about. I kind of felt like I didn't have anything to look forward to or that I was excited about when I was living in Oakland. And that is not Oakland's fault. I'm just, whenever I refer to Oakland, I'm using that as like, my transition period because that was a really hard time for me. I pretty much stayed in the house the whole time, which is also weird for me. I'm a very social bitch and I had minimal human interaction the entire time I was living in Oakland. I think a lot of stuff at that time that I thought was going wrong and was a mess was honestly just kind of like me being not in hibernation mode, but like hibernation in reflection mode. You know what I mean? That's how I'm going to say it. Reflection. Now I'm at a place where I am working directly with consumers one-on-one on cannabis education and knowledge and helping them figure out what works for them. I get to learn more about the plant and the science behind it and the spiritual aspects behind it and just really further dive into something that I am just really interested in. And I don't, I'm, I kind of was embarrassed to talk about this because I don't want to sound silly or goofy. Like, okay, we get it. You're passionate about weed, but I am (laughs) not only that, but I'm like very grateful. Like Weed aside, you guys, I'm grateful for that. It's a beautiful plant, but I'm grateful for that transition period I just went through because all of the stuff that I'm doing right now and all of the things that are aligning and falling into place now truly could not have happened if I didn't go through that transition in Oakland, if I didn't address things head on, and if I didn't have things like the universe threw shit in my face at me that I was like, wow, like I am feeling triggered in ways I haven't really felt since like childhood. And it was good because I was able to like see, oh, okay, like so clearly I still have some shit to not only work through, but like to address. I didn't even realize some parts about myself. I guess that's why they call it your shadow self because that shit was hidden in the dark. So yeah, more than anything, I think being grateful and not giving up when shit seems really hard because you might be in an episode, a depressive episode or a trying time or just a really challenging part of your life right now. But when you're out of it, you might realize, oh, okay, bitch, that was my transition period. Like, you're not a fucking failure. You don't have to, like, end your whole life. Like, you are you know what I mean? I, I was just in a very weird mental spot and I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what the fuck is this all leading up to? Like, I have no idea what's coming. And now that I'm here and now that all of the blessings are pouring in and I'm feeling more and more aligned, I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Okay. I wasn't a failure back in Oakland. I was transitioning. I was learning. I was growing. I was being challenged. And I think that I was, since I was able to face things head on, that's also, you know, I got to pat myself on the back. I got to suck my own titty there because I could have taken it as, oh my gosh, Here's another feeling. I haven't felt this way in a long time where I'm just really sad and have a low self-esteem, which the Leo and the Libra in me does not want to admit that I had low self-esteem in Oakland, but I did, okay? And I think that is where a lot of my jealousy that I didn't even realize was a problem for me really started to come up and I became a little bit more aware of it then because I was feeling like shit all the time, comparing myself all the time, not even to other people. To, to I was really comparing myself to my old self. Like, well, I used to be this way and I used to be that way. And now I literally just fucking hate everything about me. And that was a really nasty feeling. And something that also Abraham Hicks taught me is like, when you have a feeling that's not in alignment and doesn't make you feel good, it's simply because it's not aligned with you. That's not how you're supposed to be feeling. So I knew during that time, like, okay, I don't like how I'm feeling now. I remember feeling better. I remember feeling like that bitch. 
but it doesn't mean I'm a fucking failure. Like that was something that I went back and forth with the whole time. Like I would be telling you guys like, believe in yourself, keep pushing. It's just a phase. And I knew that deep down, but don't think that I'm above like the mean thoughts in my head. I would still have to reach out to people like, Hey, I'm not a waste of space, right? Like I shouldn't just off myself here and now. I also want to talk about how I spent a lot of time thinking that my life had to look a certain way and meet certain expectations and not in the way where it's like, oh, I was trying to, you know, appeal to the Catholic Church like growing up because I pretty much gave up on Catholicism in second grade when they told me that babies who died before being baptized were going to go to hell or like permanent purgatory. And I was like, what, bitch? No, it wasn't so much like authority figures that I wanted to you know, have the approval of or appease. It was honestly just people that I looked up to. I wanted everything that I did to be okay with them. And that held me back more than I realized. Like, and and they didn't intentionally do it. They don't even know that I, you know, had this in my head of, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, has helped me so much in life or so-and-so is my role model. And I don't think that they would be okay with this, or I don't know if they would do it this way. That was holding me the fuck back as well. Because the truth of the matter is the reason I like these people in the first place, the reason I look up to these people is because they do their own thing. They don't give a fuck what other people think. Like they've kind of made their own path. But I also grew up in a culture, uh, if you know anything about like, you know, I hate to say like theater culture, like anything like that, because it sounds so much more dramatic. And I know like (laughs) it's not like we like, you know, are some like Navy or like Marine veterans, but damn, like my old teacher used to say, Oh, you're theater Marines. And it felt like fucking boot camp for a little ass kid being told like to have all these expectations and meet all of these requirements. And like basically, you have to be an adult as a child in that type of environment. So there was a lot of people that I looked up to, and they used to say all the time, like, Well, you have to find someone with a path similar to you, or you have to find someone who is in a place that you want to be, and then take the same steps they took to hopefully get there. And that might work for that industry, but it doesn't work for me. And it doesn't work for like the way that I want to live my life. And I've always known, I love how this is becoming a tangent about like me and my theater trauma. But I also realized during that transition period, holy fuck, a lot of my bullshit and stuff that doesn't serve me comes from growing up in theater thinking I just had to please everybody and be whatever other people wanted me to be. That honestly has a lot to do with why I stopped performing and like auditioning and taking theater classes and dance classes like that as well. Because from a young age, I always heard like, oh, well, you shouldn't have tattoos and shouldn't have a ton of piercings and you really shouldn't put this type of stuff on social media. But since I was little, I knew I was going to be yatted up. My dad has a lot of tattoos. He's like covered in them um, just on his arms. I don't know why I'm acting like he got his neck tatted like, yeah. (laughs) But since I was little, I just always thought that was so cool. I used to tell my parents, I can't wait to grow up. I'm going to get inked. I'm going to be the baddest. Uh, And that was always something that I did regardless. And I would put makeup on it or whatever. And I would just like, you know, teachers would say like, you should stop getting tattoos. You should stop doing that. You're not going to book. And I used to always be like, well, I guess that I'm just going to play very niche roles or play very specific roles or have a very specific route. And what I realized, honestly, well, I'm going to be straight up with you now. When I was doing musical theater, I fucking hated musicals. Like, I never wanted to watch them. I didn't want to learn the songs. The worst part for me was like when I would get into a musical, and then if it was one I wasn't familiar with, then I would have to learn the goddamn show. Like, I just like to perform and I like to entertain. I love dancing and I love like, you know, I can't sing for shit, but I can rap and I still love music. Um, And so to me, it was like this, it was just as close as I could get, but it wasn't 
a perfect fit, I guess. And it was hard for me because I have a lot of friends. I have multiple friends who have been on Broadway or still are on Broadway. All of my friends that I like grew up doing that with are all like working actors, so successful. And that was kind of confusing for me because I was like, damn, I honestly don't think that that's the life I want. I think I'm doing it because I'm good at it and because people I look up to very much are in that field. But that being said, like it just wasn't making me happy. And the way that I had to address that aspect of my life, I have to also apply that to everything else. Like it took a lot of courage for me to stop doing theater. I mean, it took me 23 years. Um, Okay, let me not be dramatic. I didn't start theater when I was first born out the cooter. But my whole life I was doing theater until like I was 23. So for me, that took a lot of courage. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's an identity crisis. That's a spiritual awakening. That's like, you know, a big um, like a quarter life crisis, I would say. But I realized it was just the first of many. (laughs) I'm actually going to continue being psycho. Jumping forward. okay, let's apply that to where I'm at right now. When I was in my transition period in Oakland, I remember thinking like, I'm kind of at a place where I don't fucking know what's next, but I don't want to just stay exactly where I'm at with what I'm doing. I wasn't fulfilled. And like I said, I don't give a fuck about things that I don't, that don't interest me. It's very hard for me to like learn things that I don't care about. And honestly, I can say that I am at a place now where I'm inspired again to learn more things. I'm, I I think also, you know, I heard this quote from Tony Robbins. Don't shoot me if he's problematic. I have stopped keeping in like up with what he does for a few years now just because I'm kind of on to a different vibe. But I don't know, you know, I, I never trust these famous spiritual leaders, especially white men. So like, again, don't hate me if he's canceled, just politely educate me. Regardless, he said that progress equals happiness. And he might not have made that up, but he was definitely onto something with that shit. I remember when I first heard that and I was like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. Because when I feel excited about something and motivated to like go forward and do more, that's just kind of what like for me as a person anyway, like I just fucking love learning. My husband laughs at me all the time too, because I'll watch these fucking videos where like I'm learning about like fundamentalist uh, religions. And mind you, I have zero interest in joining this, but I love to just be informed about like weird shit that just, you know, serves a little purpose, scratches an itch in my little brain. And something about like, I think it's it's kind of like validating my experience with the Catholic Church. And by the way, if you're Catholic, grow up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you're Catholic and listening to this, I appreciate you so much. Um, my best friend Emily calls herself a cafeteria Catholic where she picks and chooses what she cares about. So that's totally cool. I don't hate you. But for me, Catholicism was a very ugly experience. It made me feel like I was wrong a lot of the time um, for like just simple things that I was like, well, I can't be wrong for wanting babies to fucking live if they're not baptized yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, let's get back to the subject at hand. I was denying a part of myself that wanted to be like really, I don't know, outspoken's the wrong word because I've been outspoken about being a little pothead. But I also had this weird guilt behind it because like I'm a white girl with this platform and I know that there are so many people who are, you know, wrongfully in prison and not just even like in prison, but have been treated so wrongly and like just made like to... I don't know, these punishments that are so unfair. And it always happens to the non-white people. Mostly statistically, when we're talking about cannabis use, it happens to black men in America, at least. And so I just never really knew like where I should fit in there. But finally, like I know what to do, at least like to the best of my ability. And it's to give back. And I, that like, I don't know, guys, I'm not trying to have like some fucking white savior complex, but I do feel very guilty a lot about the role I play in this 
field in this industry. And so I think what helps me is like educating myself on how can I help? How can I get better? How can I become more knowledgeable at the, at the subject at hand so that when I even speak about it, I'm not representing it as something that can continue on with the stigma of, oh, it's this evil, crazy drug that, you know, um, if you listen to our 420 episode with American history, we kind of came up with the word and the phrase, the marijuana menace. And it was made to like make Mexican people um, take all of the heat for cannabis. And there was also, there's so much that goes with that. I highly recommend that episode, but I think that the more knowledge I have, the more education I have, the better I can be with as a cannabis user and advocate. And now that I'm in a place where I have all these resources and opportunities to not only do better, but also give back to the community, that's making me feel so much better. And it's making me feel like I actually am serving a greater purpose and not just like a white bitch reaping the benefits of a racist society, if that makes sense. Now, obviously, I'm still privileged as a white woman. I'm going to make mistakes, but I really feel so much better when I'm working towards something bigger. I don't know if you guys remember, I used to have a company called Kind is the New Cute. That kind of crashed and burned for a multiple, I don't know, a few reasons uh, that I don't want to get into right now. But guys, it was my first business. It was a learning experience. And it taught me a lot about like, what I want as a person representing myself, not only as a person, but as like a an influencer. I, I'm like literally a micro influencer. So please like don't come at me right now. But I, I just learned a lot about like, what do I want to be? Who do I want to represent? And when I started Kind of New Cute, that was literally in the midst of me being in theater school. I didn't have time to start a random company, but I just was like, my purpose in life is not to be a performer. My purpose in life is to like do something bigger and like help people. And I did not know the fuck how I was going to do it. People would ask me like, but what is kind of the new cutes like overall goal? Bitch, I don't know. Kindness. Like I, I don't fucking know. I just wanted to do something to help people. It was a little bit misdirected um, because again, I was young. I didn't know how to like start a business. It was my first shot. I learned so much through that process, but my intention, you know, we talk about intention versus impact. And like, I think this was a good example. Like, I, you know, my intention was there. Everything was fine. And it just, it was just a step. Basically, it was my first step to like really owning who I am and again, I did it at a time where I was in theater school. I was super busy and people were kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you should be learning monologues and songs, bitch. You know, you're not a singer. Like all the time you spend on kind of isn't cute. You should spend that like taking voice lessons or some shit. And that was like kind of, I remember a really defining moment where I was like, I don't want to just be a, a performer forever. Not because it's wrong to do that, but because it's not what's right for me. Like I just always knew like, Yes, I love to perform and that's a big part of my life. I love to dance. I love to use my voice. I love music and all of that. And obviously, like, I have a fucking podcast, so I crave attention. But <laughs> I don't know. I also, since I was young, have been really passionate about human rights. Not only, like, human rights, but I, before I even knew what the fuck the LGBTQIA plus was, I was an ally, bitch. Like, I was fighting my grown-ass father about this stuff from a ripe age of, like, seven, eight years old when he would just get drunk and be like, what do you think of all this shit going on? And I was like, well, what's, what's wrong with it? Like, why can't we let people be happy? You know what I'm saying? So throughout all of this, I've had a lot of time to really reflect and learn about myself, learn about the parts of myself that I don't like, but also the parts of myself that I do like that maybe I forgot about. Like, what is... What makes me tick? What is my passion? What is my drive? And yes, it's attention, but it also has to be more than that for me at least. Like, and it is. So it feels so much better to like, I feel like I have like purpose again. Like I'm actually like 
providing something good for the world at this point because I'm able to expand my knowledge about something that I'm really passionate about. And then I can use that going forward to be a better cannabis user, to be a, like a better person who fights for the cause of not only destigmatizing it as a plant, but all of the racial bias that goes with it. The more I know, the better I can combat that. You know what I mean? So it has all of that just to say this transition period that I went through was essential and vital for me getting to this place I'm at right now. It sucked at times. I was in the lowest of lows. Like I hadn't had that low of self-esteem since I was a teenager, honestly. And while it was hard and while I definitely acknowledge I was depressed on um, on and off, like, I don't know, I also have clinical depression. So maybe the whole time, who fucking knows? Like I said, I'm very good at brainwashing myself and romanticizing and lying um, and to a degree, you know, but I don't know. I just, and I'm not going to hold you. I had an anxiety attack today. Wasn't my best self, but my husband's awesome. And he helped me kind of snap back into it, which is good because I was able to within the hour collect myself and come back to who I truly am and what I know in my heart. And that's just that I'm grateful as fuck. I'm really grateful for where we are right now. I'm grateful for where my marriage is. I'm grateful for where I'm at in life. And I'm really grateful for those five, six months that we were in Oakland because it was ugly. It was hard. It was not fun. And I don't want to do it again. But like, it was so necessary. It was so fucking necessary. And I can only see that now. Like, you know, hindsight is always 2020, whatever the fuck they say. Ugh, do you guys watch Vanderpump Rules? Because Sandoval just said that on an interview recently as his excuse for like cheating on Ariana. And I just want to say, fuck you, dude. Okay, I digress. Back to the subject at hand. I guess I just wanted you guys to know, like, You might be having a hard time right now. And if you are, that is so valid. Feel your feelings. Go through it. Like allow yourself to feel everything because if you don't feel it, number one, you're going to age quicker. You're going to get the wrinkles. You don't want all that stress building up inside of you. All that stress can make you sick. It can actually like give you cancer and a bunch of other issues. But not only that, the sooner you feel all of that and the sooner that you face all of that, you can actually fucking work through it. When we keep it in, it kind of makes us go crazy. It kind of makes us feel like on edge and kind of unhinged and like you kind of snap all the fucking time. But when you address it head on, it's ugly. It's scary. I totally get it. But guys, you need to release it. You need to think about these things and just accept that like we are all human. We're going to ebb and flow. There's going to be ups and downs. And I think I was a little bit uh, wishful thinking, I guess, in the sense, because I thought, oh, I've already had multiple spiritual awakenings. I pretty much know all about myself. Like, I don't have much more to address. And I was humbled. I was not only humbled, but like they handed me my ass on a silver platter. Honestly, thank you, universe. So if you're feeling like, I don't know, bitch, like I'm kind of struggling a lot mentally, emotionally, physically, it's been a hard few months. Like that is okay. You will get through this. You will feel better. Even if it takes a long time, guys, like I remember thinking I'm going on multiple months now. Like I felt so disappointed in myself. Like how can it be like almost six months that I've been in such a negative headspace? But guys, that's just fucking life sometimes. Like it will be okay. Even if you feel like I don't even remember what it feels like to feel good anymore. Like that is real as well. I do. I do recommend we all get into therapy though. Like don't, don't just take my word for this. See a professional. But that being said, yeah, you might be depressed, but you also might be in a transition period. So be easy on yourself. Give yourself grace. Allow yourself to rest because these times are fucking exhausting. And if another thing I notice, um, when I'm going through a transition period or a difficult time, I retain 
a lot of water. Like when I'm stressed, like my face like blows up. My mom mentioned that to me when I was in high school and she said I get moon face. That has stuck with me forever. <laughs> but um, yeah, when I'm stressed and going through it, I retain a lot of water. I kind of, you know, don't always feel my best. I might not look my best as well. And that can also add to like feeling like shit, like, oh my God. Like, so not only are my emotions bad, but I can't even fucking take care of myself. And I just want you to know, like, you are not the way that society makes it out to be as like, oh, you know, we're on a healing journey and it's beautiful and it's, you know, it's linear as fuck because it's not, it's not linear. Okay. I saw an amazing, <laughs> I saw an amazing post on Instagram that I shared to my story and it said two things you should know about me. My ass is fat and my healing is non-linear. I feel like we can end the episode right there. <laughs> but basically you guys, I believe in you and I need you to know that you're not a loser. You're not a waste of space. We all go through times where we don't feel good about ourselves or we don't feel our best. And that is normal as fuck. You will get through it though. Don't let the voice in your head win that says like, oh, you shouldn't be here right now because you are actually exactly where you need to be right now. Even if it's hard and it, you might not understand right now, what is this teaching me? I definitely didn't understand when I was going through it. But now that I'm out of it, I can look back and see, holy fuck, I learned so much about myself, about what I want, about what I don't want, and like about my shadow parts that I didn't even know I still had to work on. And I'm sure this is going to happen again. So uh, hold me accountable. Tell me to listen to this episode when this inevitably, you know, I am going to go through this in the future at some point. We all do. Like I said, we ebb and flow. But I love you guys. I just wanted a place to be able to talk about this because it's been on my mind recently. The more grateful I am, the more I'm able to realize like I'm even grateful for the hard times because I wouldn't have so much appreciation for these good times now. And I know that can be a little bit redundant um, and kind of cliche because I don't ever want to gaslight you guys and make you think, oh, if you're in a bad situation, you should just be grateful that you're there. But I want that you're there. But I want you to hang on. And I want you to know that you're going to get through it and you're going to feel good again. And it's just a transition phase. It's not permanent. I love you guys. This was one of my longer solo episodes. Um, usually they're only like 10 minutes because I talk fast as fuck. But thank you for being with me for like a whole 30 fucking minutes. I love you guys and I appreciate you so much. Kelsey will be back later this week. And if not, just bear with us, okay? She's pregnant and I'm unstable. We love you. Stay high. Bye.